sitting here watching old Xander and Cantley bogey 16 while fucking shithead Mitchell rolls in a birdie. So I'm tilted. I'm starting the showdown hoedown early. Plus, I have to go to a wedding tonight. Ooh, sorry. Uh, I don't want to go. But you got to. Sometimes you just got to suck it the fuck up and be a friend. That's what I'm doing. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a PGA DFS content creator who is here to help you get better. If you find you like the cut of my jib, come check out the schedule. I do this every Friday and Saturday night for the Showdown Hoedown. What you're currently watching is the hat would let you know, brother. And, of course, Monday I do my groundbreaking show where I do a course preview. First in the industry to ever think to do that. Uh, and uh, I'll do uh, uh, contest selection, pricing thoughts. And, of course, never forget Wednesday night, the emergency stream, the most watched live stream last week in PGA DFS. So maybe come check it out. A few hundred people can't be wrong. I believe that's what they always say about China, right? All right, let's get going. Contests, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think uh, DraftKings, I might have shit on them a little too hard yesterday, but Jesus, they sucked yesterday. So let's go look at the contest for tomorrow. Slightly better, not much better, but at least this one's playable, right? At least it's only 25% to first, which is my absolute cutoff I'm willing to play. Problem is, is we just don't have many options to choose from, right? Uh, 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 it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. They, you know, they didn't even bump up the $100. It's still just the 7500 total prize pool. The $5, they only have the single entry. Uh, the club twirl is only $5,000. Um, the drive the green. Look, I guess this one's not so bad. If you want to play in a miniature tournament, it's only a quarter up top, but, man, those prizes fall quick. So, you know, that that's a little disappointing. Uh, what is this? Is this the $1.20 max? Is this a 20 max? Nope. It, yeah, it's a 20 max. The, the $1.20 max isn't too bad. If you want to get in there, I wish they had my $18.10 10 max. I wish they had a bigger $5. I wish they had a $200 single entry. And I also wish DraftKings didn't suck. You can't have every fucking thing you want in life, can you? Uh, all right. Oh, there's Schwab and Norman. I was winning the $5 a minute ago. I have Schwab and Norman in a really nice six of six. And I was, I don't think I'm still winning it. Too many things going bad with old donkey dick Keith Mitchell getting there. All right, uh, let's, let me refresh the leaderboard real quick. Yes, as you can see, they are not quite done. The leaders are on 17 right now, 16. They're on so well. The, the, the last group is on 16. Let me rephrase it, Bob. But we know everything we need to know, right? The first thing I think you want to note is that there is only 35 teams, right? So factoring in position points tomorrow is going to be a little bit different because everybody's going to be getting at least two position points tomorrow, right? Uh, and, so, and, and I think position points are going to matter a little less than normal, right? The difference between second place and 30th place is legit just a little more than one birdie, okay? So I don't think you want to fall in love with position points tomorrow. As always, I do think you want to have the winner. I think it would be good to have the winner tomorrow. So whichever of these groups you think is going to win tomorrow, I think you definitely want to have them in your lineups because they're probably going to play a good minus five round tomorrow, not to mention they will get the 13 bonus points for winning. So I do think that is essential. I also think you want to be cognizant to have at least a minimum of two top 10 teams in your lineup. And with it being such a condensed field, I think it would probably make more sense to have three uh, uh, teams starting in the top 10. But if you start and you have five or six guys, uh, uh, teams in your top 10, I think you're already shooting yourself in the dick before the round even starts. You're going to want to be warm to playing some of these chasers. Plus, if you go look legit, Shit, the guys in 24th place, hell, let's even be more dramatic. The guys in 31st place are currently five shots out of sixth. So it ain't that crazy, especially on alternate shot where teams can implode, uh, that some people are going to boat race from 31st up to T7 tomorrow. And if you don't have them, your GPP lineup will literally be dead. You're going to have to find that sun runner tomorrow who not only gets those seven birdies, the bogey free round in the street, but also backdoors the T6, T5, whatever the hell it ends up being, right? So you got to be open to finding them. You got to go down here and dump dive because none of these guys I mean even the guys down at minus 15 are still pretty much in it right I mean not in it to win it but in it to backdoor top five 
So I think there's some uh, I think there's some real uh, 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 equity in that, right? So that that's that's something I would consider. I think tomorrow you're not going to have any strokes gain data, so I think you really just play the roster construction game, right? And you play the ownership game. And if you don't know, Keith Mitchell and Sung JM and Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay will both be over 40% owned tomorrow, okay? And it's very, very simple. They're the two best teams. Okay. So they don't have the, the clear weakness, right? Like the Fitzpatrick's. Alex Fitzpatrick is going to shit his pants tomorrow. You want, I'm not saying he's going to play bad. I'm just saying he's going to be nervous AF, and that may lead to him playing badly. But when you have Xander and Cantlay, you have Mitchell and M. Those are real, legit golfers. They ain't going to shit down their pants being in contention on a Sunday. So that's what people are going to want. Not to mention people like to spend their salary, right? So that is going to – I would bet they're both well over 40% tomorrow. And so because of that, you got to start asking yourself, do I want to play one of them, both of them, or none of them? And uh, I, you know, how could I not – Dumb. Well, let me just tell you, Keith Mitchell played like a bitch today, and Sung Jae just completely bailed him out. Patrick Cantlay played like a dumb shit the entire round, and Xander, who's played average, has kept them afloat this round. So there is ways that it could not get there. I will say, when I go back and I look at the difference in scoring between Thursday's round, which was the best ball, and Friday's round, which was the alternate shot, it seems, well, I guess we could also look at today's round. The best teams seem to perform better on the alternate shot days because that makes sense. You don't have the weak player shooting every other shot, right? So these teams that have, like, a clear weak link, like Taylor Moore is playing incredible. I think Ma I think Matthew Neesmith sucks, okay? So, yes, I would love them on a, on a best ball day because Neesmith can find four birdies around, but he can also find six bogeys. And when Taylor Moore has to play every other shot off of Matthew Neesmith, don't love it, Bob. I already referenced Alex Fitzpatrick, right? He is not as good as Matthew. He ain't even in the same league as Matthew. He can't even see the league Matthew Fitzpatrick in, is in. So that's something I want to consider, right? Billy Horschel has played like ass all week. That would make me very reluctant to play him even with a killer like Sam Burns, right? Anytime there's a clear weaker player on a team, that makes me a little bit suspicious if I really want to be playing them an alternate shot, okay? Is that something to absolutely get off somebody with? No, but I think that is something you want to consider. I would rather have a team of two guys that are equally talented or are good. You know, like Hadwin and Taylor are two really solid players, right? I, Hoagie and English. I know I'm a Ropac kind of guy, uh, but they're two solid players. Uh, you know, Davis Riley, I think, is better than Nick Hardy. I think we've seen that play out this week. Uh, Bo Hostler and Wyndham Clark. Both solid players, right? There's not, like, a clear wink link, right? Or somebody like Vince Norman and Matthias Schwab, that's a trick when they both fucking suck, okay? <laughs> they played well today, though. So kudos to them. Uh, 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 so that's what I'm thinking. That's how I'm considering my roster for tomorrow. And please remember, tomorrow is not best ball. It's alternate shot. That is the most important thing. Scores are going to be way down. A minus five tomorrow will be an incredible round, okay? Especially whenever you consider they're probably going to tuck flags. The course is drying out a little bit because there's been no precipitation in the last 36 hours. And as you can see right here, it went com which I'm filthy fucking rich. I can afford the $18 a year. Uh, you can see that when they tee off, I'm going to assume the first groups will go at 8, last groups will go off around 11. We're going to have nice, mild uh, winds tomorrow, but more than anything, it's going to get to about 80 degrees with some breezes, and the course is going to get a little baked out. And, uh, you know, it's easy to ma make you think that the course is playing super easy today because you just see these scores, but I've seen plenty of uh, I've seen plenty of shots where, the, where a, the course was not, the greens specifically were not super receptive. So because of that, I think that tomorrow the course course is going to play probably just maybe a half a shot under par would be my guess and you're going to see some teams implode and I think you're going to see very very few teams get below minus four minus five tomorrow an alternate shot so 
uh, because of that, I, I I think that you know you know those are just some things to consider, and I think that's all the more reason to consider one of those two or three groups going out early because they are going to be out there in the softest conditions uh, uh, before it gets too hot for probably a good two or three hours. That doesn't mean they're going to capitalize on it. That just means if they have their good game, they will be on the course when they can. You want some strokes gain data? Too fucking bad. Data Golf doesn't have it up. No one did it. Everybody punted this week, but me. So we'll just go right back to the leaderboard. I got another tab open. Uh, uh, who to play tomorrow? Okay, well, I, I've already basically walked it through. I'm not going to give you any picks, but what I think you really want to do is you want to think of how your roster is composed, right? If you start off by not playing Mitchell M., Clark Hostler, and Cantlay Xander, you could basically play anybody you want with the rest of your lineup, and you're going to be completely different than everybody. You're going to have a build that's so much different than everybody else. I think the normal build tomorrow is going to be people maybe wanting to stack Mitchell and M. along with Xander and Cantlay because you can go get all these scrub teams up here that are very cheap options, right? Uh, 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 Norman and Schwab, Trainer and Ramey, O'Hare and Matthews, Merritt and Streb, uh, Defu and uh, Royan, uh, sl- uh, Donkey Dick, Chalk of the Week, Ann and Kim. There's just so many pay down options that it's very easy to double stack those top two. So if you're playing in a big field GPP, why would you want to build your lineup like everybody else? That's the first thing I want to consider. The second thing, I'm going back, I'm looking at Friday, and I want to see those guys who played better in alternate shot. I don't give a shit what they did on Thursday and Saturday when it was just best ball where everybody's flying, firing at every flag and not worrying about any consequences right tomorrow will be a much more conservative game plan and it'll be much more about leaving your partner in a good spot than it will be about birdieing every hole okay so that's what I'm doing. I'm also giving real thought to how many of guys in my lineup do I want to start in the top 10? How many of them do I want to be chasers? When do I want my guys teeing off based on, you know, getting some guys out early when the conditions might be a little bit nicer? Uh, and that's what I'm thinking about. And th- th- that's how I'm going to make my roster tomorrow because there is no strokes gain data, which is usually what we look at to maybe find those guys that are ball striking and dicking it off around the greens or a guy who lost the ball out of bounds off the tee that killed his round. We don't have that. So we're, you're not going to see it. All I have is anecdotal evidence that Keith Mitchell and Patrick Cantley played like a couple bitches today. That's all I got for you, okay? So, with that said, I think that wraps it up. Before I go, go check out my site, dgen75.com, the fastest growing community in PGA DFS. I can tell you we got a big old community of winners. That's just from last week. <clears throat> By the way, me and Golden Taint are in an epic matchup right now to in the for the fuck counter. Uh, it's going to come down to the very end. Is my winning streak of nine going to end? Maybe. And lastly, I have the best tool in all of PGA DFS. This is called the Rosetta Stone, even though tonight it's going to be a little watered down because, you know, there's no strokes gain data. But I have everything you need to know to make the best, most informed player pool, both for week long, a.k.a. kicking the nuts, and round three and round four showdown. Lastly, don't forget to like and subscribe. We crossed 3,000. Thank you guys again. Me and the editor are very, very appreciative of all of you. Tell a friend. YouTube ain't going to share my shit. I'll see you guys again Monday for the course preview for the Mexican Open. Mexico Open? Mexican? It's the it's in Mexico, okay? So be here. Be looking for that. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you motherfathers later. <laughs>